entitled Wedge of Faith Carry Power. Wedge of Faith Carry Power. In, in this time of our lives, we use wedge uh, in, in, in the sense of the, 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 the times that we are in, what we are experiencing. We use words to describe what is in our heart. We use words to describe what we're going through. But what kind of words do we use? Are they words filled with faith? Then that word carries power. Beloved, the word of the Lord in Psalm 103 verse 20. Psalm 103 verse 20. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones, who do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, you angels, you who hearken to his word and do his commandments by obeying the voice of the Lord. So which means there are words that we speak, the angels obey. If we speak the word of God, angels obey the word of God. And Jesus said, it is not what goes into a man that defiles them. It is not what goes, what goes into a man that defiles them. Why? Because what goes into you may be some, something that you're going to pass out. But it is what comes from a man that defiles them. It is what we speak, what we speak out of our heart that defiles us. Because if we are speaking out of hate, the words that will come out is not something that anybody wants to hear. If we are speaking out of pain, Coming out of our heart, the words that will come out will describe the pain we are going through. If you are speaking out of the discouragement that we are experiencing in our heart, the words that will come out will describe discouragement. It will not be words of encouragement. Beloved, this morning, I stand to remind us that words that we use are like seeds. Every word that comes out of your mouth is like a seed you are planting. So our words are like seeds that will bear fruits ahead of us. Whether fruits that are good or fruits that are bad. Our words are like seeds we plant and it's going to bear fruits that are good of fruits that are bad. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. It said, death. Sometimes we reverse it, we say life and death. But the word of God says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So if you speak words of death, you will live to inherit the consequences of death. If you speak words of life, you will live to inherit the consequences of life. John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
So that's how powerful the word of God is that we are, we are encouraged to live, abide, and speak the word of God in times of our trials, our challenges, our tribulation. Genesis chapter 1, we all read that God spoke this world into existence. God used words to speak this world into existence. When God spoke, he saw it happen. Why? The Spirit of God moved through the words that God spoke and brought it into manifestation. So words of faith carry power. Let us all repeat after me. Words of faith, words of faith carry power. power. Words of faith carry power. Hallelujah. So words of faith are words that are filled with the word of God. Words that we speak and with understanding of the word of God. God spoke this world creation into manifestation. But we are made in the likeness and the image of God. We are made in the likeness and the image of God. Which means we might carry certain traits of our father. Right? Uh, we carry traits of our parents. So spiritually, if God created us, that means we carry certain traits of our creator. Amen. We carry certain traits of the one that brought us into this world spiritually. So the traits of words that we use have an ability to shape our beliefs and drive our behavior. The words of faith, the words that we use, the words that we speak has the ability to shape our belief. So if I'm always speaking discouraging words, it, that, uh, 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 it, for, uh, for a minute, it's going to shape how I believe. How I believe in God. If I'm speaking discouraging words all the time, it will what affect my belief in God. It will affect my belief in God and therefore drive my behavior. So what will my behavior do? Whether my behavior will cause me or push me towards God or my behavior will drive me away from God. Right. Because if I believe in God, then I will believe and my behavior will follow what I believe, right? If I believe in God, my behavior will follow what I believe. And therefore, it will create what I'm expecting. If my behavior is shaped by the word of God, then my, my, my behavior will will gravitate towards the things of God and therefore allow the Spirit of God to bring into my life what my expectations are. So our words have the ability to cause us to become what we're expecting God to do in our lives or fail to become what God wants us to be. Let us 
example. Let us look at this example. If I was to speak the word anger in the environment so loud, there's going to be a powerful emotion and energetic reaction. If I say anger so loud, you're going to feel it. There's going to be the, uh, an, uh, an, uh, a powerful emotion and an energetic reaction because of what anger stands for in our life. What does anger do in our life? So if I was to speak the word anger or the word hate or I will kill you, somebody say I'll kill you, what is the reaction that is going to come out of you? And what did he use? He only used words. He used words. And that is why verbally you could be, you could be convicted sometimes for the words that you use. Right? If you tell somebody I'll kill you, that could be considered as what? A verbal threat. And you could face the rigors of the laws of the land. Beloved, words are extremely powerful tools that we can use to uplift our personal energy and improve our lives. Words are powerful tools that we could use to uplift our personal energy and for that matter, improve our lives. Improve our lives. So if you are down and I come to you speaking the word of God in your life, you're going to begin to react. Your spirit will begin to react to it. You come back to your, your spiritual self and begin to respond to those words I'm speaking to you. But if you're already down and I come already speaking discouraging words in your life, you're already down. You're depressed. You feel suicidal. You are angry. You feel you know, you, you, you feel discouraged, but then I come to you and I begin to use words that are opposite what you are feeling. You, you, that, that, that self that you are experiencing will begin to go down even the more. Sometimes we do not pay attention to the words we speak. Read or expose ourselves to. Sometimes we don't pay attention to these. Even the negative words from people around us can have an effect on our spirit. If you hang around negative people, discouraging people for so long, you experience that impact on your life. This is why when you read demonic books, you could be possessed. This is why when you read, when you look at the books that you are reading sometimes, and it will, it, what you feel will describe that. Look at the books that you are reading. Look at the materials that you expose yourself to. Look at the words that you hear, and you will experience that negativeness. Holding you down in your spiritual life. Beloved, if you spend time a lot around someone that is 
A chronic complainer. Mm. All they do is complain here. They complain that everything about this person is complaining. They see nothing good mm -mm. in anything. Or if you spend time around someone who uses a lot of curse words, you begin to feel your energy level going low and your spirit going down. If you spend my time around somebody, all that comes out, they complain about this, they complain about it. This is not good, this is not right. All, all they do is use cash wish, you begin to feel your energy level going low and your spirit going down. Some of us are in the habit of using the same cash wish or negative discouraging wish over and over again should happen. The effect is that the more we hear, the more we read, the more we speak words or phrases that, that are negative, it has power over us. It has power over us. Why? Because our brain uses repetition to learn patterns and consistency as a way to make sense out of the world we live in. Your brain uses repetition and consistency as a pathway to make sense out of the world we live in. Do you realize that when you kick, it's only after kicking something for a couple of times do you begin to experience the pain. It's when you kick several times at something that you begin to experience the pain coming out. Now your brain tells you to avoid hitting that thing because anytime you hit it, you experience pain. So now when you see that object, your brain tells you to avoid it. Why? Because through your toe or your knee hitting it for a couple of times, you always experience pain. So now when you see that object, your brain tells you avoid it because if you hit it, you're going to be in pain. So this is the impact and the effects of negative words on our lives. I mean, I know we could be a witness to what I'm saying this morning about using negative, curse, discouraging words around us. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It said, this book of the law, I always use it. Why? Because it is powerful and it speaks about all that God wants us to know concerning His word. This book of the law shall not depart from where? Your mouth, repetition. But you shall read and meditate on it, what? Day and night, so that you may be careful to do. So it is when you are able to meditate on the word of God in your heart. It is when the, the, the appetite to read the word of God or the appetite to hear the word of God is much greater in your life. That is when you will have what? The desire. To obey, that is when you have the desire to do what the Word of God is asking us to do. 
He said, may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way what? Prosperous, and then you will be successful. This book of the law, talking about the word of God. Beloved, consider learning how to spell words. Consider learning how to spell or memorize anything, and most especially some of us that are in school. You realize that you have to do it, repeat it over and over again, drilling it into your consciousness. You have to repeat it over and over again to drill it into your consciousness. Beloved, repetition is the most powerful tool to imprint words in our mind and keep it there. When we are in the habit of repeating and trying to memorize the word of God over and over, learn the word of God, it is a way we imprint words in our mind and in our heart and also what? Keep it there. Sometimes we speak positively or negatively. But the word of God says that our words can bring things into manifestation. Our words can bring things into manifestation. So if we are speaking words of life, it will bring to the scenery life. If we are speaking words of death, it will bring to the scenery death. The word of God says, we call those things that be not what as though they were. We call those things, those things that we, our eyes could not see, those blessings our eyes could not see. We might be in a crisis with our relationship, but we, we, that is why sometimes in counseling, uh, uh, if you are done to a Christ, uh, 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 maybe a, a, a pastor for counseling, or you have gone to someone that uses um, the word of God to counsel as a counselor, and you are married couples, they will let you know that don't ever use the D word. Don't use the D word, no matter how angry you get, no, ma no matter how frustrated you get. Don't use the D word. What does the D word mean? Don't use the word divorce. Why are they saying that? Because the more you speak, even though it don't look right, it don't look good, the more you keep speaking the word, I, I, I want a divorce. Oh, I'm going to divorce you. Oh, I, I'm out of here. I'm, I, I'm leaving. The more you put that in, the more it becomes real. So we say, don't use the D word. Why? Because the D word, if you use, will bring that same impact what the D word stands for. So we call things that are not as though they were. We call the blessings even though we don't see the blessings. Because what? The blessing is something spiritual. Any good thing we are designed for, the word of the Lord says, come from who? The heavens above come from our Father. Promotion comes, do not come from north, south, east, and west, but promotion comes from the Father God. But what does promotion signify? Promotion signifies good things. Promotion 
signifies advancement. Promotion signifies provision. Promotion signifies some type of a blessing. Because when you are promoted, it comes with it all the privileges and all the, the favors and all that goes with that promotion. And the even increase in your wages and your salaries. But so here, promotion is something spiritual. So if you want promotion, what do you do? You begin to call promotion into your circumstance, into your, your, your life. You begin to call it out. That the, the heavenlies will release it. Let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It says, As it is written in scripture, I have made you, God was speaking to Abraham, a father of many nations, in the sight of him in whom he believed, that is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. He calls into being. He calls into manifestation that which does not exist. Why? Because God is a spirit. He lives in the realms of the spiritual. And therefore everything we need from God will have to be re released from the realms of the spirit to manifest physically. So what? We call the things that our naked eyes cannot see as though they were. Because what? In reality, they are. Our eyes just cannot see it. Our eyes cannot see it. Our eyes cannot see the good car. Our eyes cannot see the big house. Our eyes cannot see the job coming. Our eyes cannot see the open doors. Our eyes cannot see the peace in our relationship. Our eyes, naked eyes cannot see it. But if there's a word peace, that means what? It exists. If the scripture talks about peace, it means it exists. So if we are not experiencing it, we cultivate the habit of faith to call it out with our words. Bless me, Lord. Release your peace into this matter. Lord, as I'm going, open this door for me. You, you are speaking it out, and even though your eyes do not see it, in the realms of the spirit, it, it leaves, and it shall manifest in your life. Proverbs 23, 7. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. It says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In behavior, one who manipulates, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but it is begrudging their cause. As a man speaketh, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking in your heart? What is in your heart this afternoon? What are you thinking in your heart? What is your heart thinking about? What is in your heart this morning? For the words that we use comes out of our heart and it describes the state of our heart. The words that we use as a man thinkers in your heart, what you are thinking in your heart is what speaks of you, is what makes you. So if you are thinking of hate, then the words that comes out of your heart will speak about hate. 
So what are you thinking in your heart? Because the words that you are thinking is what is going to come out and describe how you are feeling about the past. How you are feeling about the present and how you are feeling about the future. So what in your heart is not what you want to see, then you ought to be start thinking about good things. You ought to start thinking about good things and show that your words would describe how you're feeling. What you're feeling is coming from the inside out. So your feeling will describe the past. Your feeling will describe the words that you are feeling will describe your past. The words that you are feeling will describe the present. And the words, the, 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 what you are feeling, the words that you use will describe the future. Why? If you are discouraged inside, what, what type of words are you going to use to describe your past, present, and future? Mm -hmm. If you are depressed inside of you, what type of words are you going to use to describe what had happened in the past and what is transpiring in the present and what is going to transpire ahead of you? If you are depressed and discouraged, then you're going to speak bad about the past and hold on to the pain of the past. And that same feeling, the words that you speak, would describe the present situation. And that's why when I come to tell you, sister, it's going to be well, God is going to bring peace, you're going to say no. Mm -hmm. Right? You're going to argue against the positive things I'm speaking to you. The word of God I'm speaking to you, you're going to kick against it because in your heart, you are not feeling right. So the words that will come out will describe Likewise. So this becomes an antecedent to hold us in bondage if we are describing what we are feeling in our heart with negative, discouraging words. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord in good or bad times. I will bless the Lord in good or bad times. We can only bless by speaking it out with words. And that's why James said the responsive scripture reading, James said the same tongue, the same mouth we use to bless God, the same tongue, the same mouth we use to catch people. So which means words are, in, 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 words are involved. Beloved, we are to confess the blessings by prophesying, by decreeing, and by declaring it into existence. So prophesying means you are speaking under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit. Or you are speaking in the name of Jesus. You are speaking into manifestation using your words under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit. We not only prophesy what we have, we have heard from God. We not only prophesy what the Spirit of God has shown us, 
but we could also speak things as prophesying into manifestation under the influence of the power of God. And then we decree and we declare. What are declarations? Sometimes at the end of service, I begin to speak blessings over your life. So you can work around your house, you can work on the business, on the job, and begin to declare the power of God and begin to declare the words of God into that env environment, into that atmosphere. And as Jesus spoke to the storms, peace be still. And there was what? Calmness. When the boat was about to capsize in the midst of the storm. So we decree, we prophesy, we declare in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Job chapter 42 verse 10 says, And ye shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. So what do we do in the face of attacks? What do we do in the face of difficult times? What do we do in the face of trying times? What do we do when we experience the attacks of the devil? Which could be sickness, disease, infirmity, trials, tribulations, challenges in our finances, in our career, challenges in the business, challenges on the job, challenges in the ministry, challenges in the relationship that is a sign of an attack. Hallelujah. What do we do? We are to speak the word of God. We are to be in the habit of pronouncing God's words of blessing in this circumstance. And watch God move in a mighty special way on our behalf. Why? Because everything God made, he gave an identity to it. God gave an identification to everything he made. And what does that mean? That means not what we see it to look like, not what we see, but what God intends it to be. How has God identified it to be? What is God saying about our finances? What is God saying? What is the word of God saying about our business? It says in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth you power to make work. So if there's challenge, challenging times, if there's crisis on the business, in the career, in the job, what are you to do? You say, Lord, you is the one that gives us power to make wealth. Release the power into this um, business to make it work, into my career, in my job. Then I release the promotion. So God identified things he creates and makes, and that is not what we see. Because we could be seeing all negative. We could be seeing that it's not going to work out. We could be seeing that the business has failed because there have been no money, no profit for some time. We could, we could be seeing that I'm almost getting fired at the 
on the child. But what is God saying? What is God's intention about all these things I'm, speak, I'm speaking about? So therefore, we are supposed to see it in the will of God and how it is established in the realms of the Spirit. So when we are speaking the word of God, when we are prophesying, when we are decreeing, when we are declaring, we are seeing these things not as we see it, but as how God has established it where he is in the realms of the spirit. And for that matter, that is what we are speaking into manifestation and into existence. So when your child is going through a tough time wayward, it don't matter how long it takes, you just need to be, speak the word of God to bring him in line. It don't matter what you are going through. They might be wayward. They might be doing all kind of stuff. But yours is not to add to it. Yours is not to catch them. Yours is not to begin to use awkward words to describe them. You are a drag addict. You will always be a drag addict. That's not what you're going to say or whatever they are going through. But in the sight of all that, you're going to walk around or whenever you run into them, you're going to speak positive God words, God encouraged words into them. And maybe when you spoke, they went and used or committed the same offense. But you're going to continue to speak the good words, the blessings into them and God will bring it to manifestation. What you continuously and consistently speak in your eyes. But we are to look in our heart for the signs of unforgiveness. We are to look in our heart for the signs of unforgiveness. Because the words of faith we speak must come out of a heart which is clean. And when that happens, our, our words is like a key to open blessings in the heavens. When we speak good words from a good heart, that is void of unforgiveness, hate, and all this darkness, our words that come out is like a key that opens blessings in the heavens. And when we speak words, from an unclean heart, it becomes a key that locks up the blessings from the heavens. So as we are speaking the blessings, we pay attention to the matters of our heart. Sometimes people will call you by your disabilities. Oh, the poor man, the poor woman, the homeless man, the homeless woman, the drug addict, or uh, all types of of names. What is the nickname that people call you by? Because I've I, I realized that not everyone that is homeless is have mental health sickness or is a drug and alcohol addict. I find that out. That not everybody that we see on the street that is homeless is as a result of mental health crisis, mental health problem or drug and alcohol. Genuinely, there might be some lack or some problem that have caused them to be homeless. The homeless man that was being interviewed, he said, I, I'm not 
I don't have any mental health sickness. I, I'm not, I don't use drugs or alcohol. But for such and such, I'm homeless. So if people are calling you homeless, then you ought to speak the words of blessing to change what they are speaking about you and the way you see, continue to see yourself. When spoken to us by families, by our teachers, and by our loved ones, when they are love, lovely, as we grow, they give a sense of self-worth or they cause us to become vain. So growing up, the words that we continuously and repeatedly heard have the ability and the power to give us a good self-worth or to make us become vain. If the words were negative, such as you are not going to be nothing, we grow up inadequate or defiant to prove them wrong. We grow up inadequate or defiant to prove people wrong. The word of the Lord came to angel, an angel, an angel was sent to Gideon, and when the angels encountered Gideon, they said, man of valor, man of valor. Gideon looked at the circumstance, the attack on the nation of Israel, when everybody had gone into hiding, and he said, no, why do you call me a man of valor? I'm not a man of valor. But the angel was speaking about him concerning what the heavens have spoken about him. The heavens sees him as a man of valor, as a man of power. Why? Because of the assignment of God on Gideon's life. That God was going to be empowering him, equipping him to use him to save the nation Israel. God has identified him as a man of valor. But he was speaking discouraging words. As I bring these uh, promises to a conclusion, let's look at 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. It's, and Jabesh was more honorable than his brothers. But his mother named him what Jabesh saying, because I gave back to him in pain. Jabesh cried out to God of Israel saying, Oh, that you will indeed bless me and enlarge my body. What did he do? He cried out, he spoke, he prayed using words unto his maker and, and, and my body properly. And that your hand will be with me and you will keep me from evil so that it does not hurt me. And let's look at that. And God granted his request. He cried out to God, and God granted his request. And Ruth, in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 19 to 21, here come the mother-in-law of Ruth, of all popular lady Ruth, who became uh, uh, the lineage of Jesus Christ. And they spoke to their mother-in-law, whose name was Naomi. And she said, don't call me Naomi, because at this time, she was in crisis. Her sons are dead. Her husband is dead. She was in pain. 
She was depressed. She was bitter. She said, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara. Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. She said, don't call me that name. Call me what I'm going through. Call me the pain. Call me the, the, the hurt I'm going through. Hallelujah. What are you expecting us to call you? What name are you expecting us to call you by? What name are you responding to? What name have we given our children that their soul and spirit responds to and for that matter pushes them into acting the way they're acting? Call me blessed. Call me the blessed man. Call me the blessed woman. Call me the blessed child. Call me the blessed young woman. The blessed young man. And God will bless me. Hallelujah. Let's give God all the glory. Let's bless the name of the Lord this morning. Let's magnify and adore his name.